G'day and welcome to Oceanic Gaming Radio. It is freaking great to have you. Thank you for joining us once again for episode 70 of this little fun podcast of ours. Uh, my name is Captain Perth and alongside me on the 28th of the 8th, 2023, 7pm AWST, live from twitch.tv slash Radio is GrizzlyGaming86 and Pav Loverface. How are we fellas? Doing all right? Hoi hoi. Oh. Very good. Capo. Yep. Pav, Cap, yep. how are you guys? Yeah, doing all right. Not yeah. too shabby. Kicking, kicking goals, mate. Pav's on sale tonight, as you can see by his shirt for those watching at home. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I love it. You are looking um, incredibly sharp, Pav. I will say, love it. Why? Are you, why yeah. are you wearing that shirt? Is there a reason? Ah, uh, look, I. Uh, I didn't want to wear another shirt because I've just been doing my washing. And I was like, <laughs> it's got one. It's got one more wear in it. Yeah, if for those pure, at home, it's laziness. the EB Games sale shirt, <laughs> which is it's a cracker. So it's probably the same yourself. tier as the Trans Perth um, like bus seat kind of like uh, what do you call it um, fabric um, yeah. as a shirt. I reckon I that would go that would as a cracker good. as well. I'd like that. Uh, but Pav, what's been happening, mate? What's 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 new with you? You know what, Cap? I think my uh, my big ones have uh, taken its toll, and I've uh, I've opted yeah. to have a few quieter ones week Ooh, after week. No, so, <laughs> yeah, your big ones finally caught up, and uh, yeah. too many big ones back to back. So yeah. you um you've been gaming then, Pav? Oh no, I had a couple of events uh, on this weekend, but then just slept uh, slept all Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? A couple of events. <laughs> yeah, but they, they were far far less involved from my part <laughs> than, yeah. than previously. Uh, I had you another wrestling up. wrestling show on uh, Friday oh. night, and uh, yes, on, uh, Saturday we had a stream Perth event, which was really nice. I saw Reese from Nerds of the West was at the uh, yeah, always the wrestling thing. Hey? Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a resident uh, action cam um, nice. recorder as well. So does does good work. It's very good. Baller. Very good, but yeah, that was it. Oh, nothing, yeah. nothing else too exciting. It was a fun, like great weekend. A very chill by by my big weekends. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude! That's great. Uh, any any gaming path? Any gaming? Uh, no, no, no time. No, no. time. I, I just no. opted to get some R and R, get some mm. catch some Z's. Yeah, but cool. I imagine you're probably saving yourself to completely binge the One Piece live action oh, yo, TV series that comes out on what week. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday first out. I will be. Yeah, man, dude, I am actually exceptionally excited for it. I think you, you, because you used to watch a bit as well, Grizz, didn't you, back in the day, a bit of One Piece? Oh, very early. I think I watched like. I remember when they went into the town and you first meet the clown guy and stuff. I can't remember. I remember watching okay. a bunch, but very, very <laughs> long, long, long time ago, man. I was probably like fucking yeah. seventeen. You probably watched about one percent of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. But uh, man, the um, the live action looks awesome though. Like, yeah, right. I reckon. Tell you what, man, that's an awesome time to get like you have a unique perspective of uh, watching, like enjoying One Piece as the. With the live action being your first point of reference, would that yeah, be pretty cool? that's actually a really good point because I mean, like One Piece is such a hugely storied 
long form freaking thing, you know. How many episodes? It's like a thousand episodes now. Yeah, thousand eighty. Oh, I think we're at thousand eighty. Going doesn't it? It's yeah. insane. But I mean, they must be getting close to the end, though, right, Pav? Like uh, the the um, author mangaka uh, Oda has uh, announced that we are in the final final chapter. Ooh. Maybe not final chapter, like final major act. Yeah, final major acts. I reckon we still probably have like about five 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 years or so. But yeah, I think yeah. Which I mean, yeah. five years would be at least like probably. T- like what five volumes ish yeah I reckon, right? we, I reckon we have about 300 chapters left yeah okay all right yeah maybe, maybe a bit more hopefully more but because there's so much i don't think we're gonna get but in the but he'll do spin-offs for sure like hopefully. he'll just do what his health Naruto is not doing did. great that's why we're getting a lot of breaks oh really yeah, he just had eye surgery and like is like yeah he he's he's still like heavily involved in everything we see like dude do you know what though it's not surprising because like i, I kind of feel like manga uh artists tend to literally just they kind of remind me of like morning talk show hosts where they just run their body into the ground over the years um and with just like an insane schedule that they need to keep up with like you know the guy from berserk did the same thing the guy who wrote um uh hunter x hunter same issue like it just seems to be like that a very kind of classic i, wonder, uh, I always thing. wonder how much of the plot they've actually planned out or are they just writing it as they go through the season i think there's a, bit a 50 50 hey yeah because yeah. you definitely there's definitely been moments uh in one piece now that like it's been very clear that he's ad-libbed at the <laughs> at the beginning and kind of yeah kind of piece i mean but he's he says in the um like in some of the manga things uh you know he's got that sbs thing at the end of the, some of the chapters where he talks about how uh you know some of the fan service um stuff you know gets added in later because you know people really like a certain character so he's like all right well we'll give him a bit more um limelight like you know stuff like that yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know it makes sense but like a perfect example of it was uh like just before the time skip well slight spoilers if anyone isn't up to it. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> hell, man. spoilers to something that came out like 10 years ago yeah, it's about a decade old <laughs> spoiler but i don't want to ruin it for anyone uh but like go just before the time skip you know the the worst generation those like 10 yeah. pirates that are like majorly bad in that generation or whatever yeah those are those like they were all made up in last minute by Odo. are you serious yeah he decided <laughs> that the that that ch- that arc needed more action and more like high-profile people to show the difference between Luffy and he just kind of added it last minute and that they have and that is bonkers they've become such major po- po- uh, ca- uh, story well, uh, Trafalgar Law like what the fuck no I, th- I think like some of them were there but like it was not not nearly that many I can't remember okay wow but yeah Jesus well that is hectic about overall though thoroughly looking forward to that live action I you know what I, I, I was looking at the trailer the other day and I was just like I can't believe the quality of it because mm. i just expected it to be kind of a little bit like i mean there was that dragon ball z live action which yeah. was absolutely this, garbo this is the first <laughs> one of the first times we're actually seeing that the that um the author is actually involved directly involved again directly involved yeah like you see the 
Avatar Last Airbender ones, they start off involved and then there's been creative differences and they just kind of bail. Was like, we don't want to touch this anymore. But Oda has been directly involved uh, from start yeah. to finish with this one. I'm so glad, man, like to maintain that kind of direction and, um, you know, his 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 flair within that is is is, is going to be good. I think, did you watch that trailer of uh, the actor who's playing Luffy going and meeting Oda? Yeah. Dude, that oh, was. I haven't seen. I haven't seen that one yet. I saw a few um, stills ah, from it. But... Okay, worth watching. There's little. There's parts that are a little bit weird. He's like touching his leg, and I'm just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I'm just, just very fucking weird, <laughs> but very sweet as well. Uh, but anyways, enough One Piece. Um, Grizz, how's your w- weekend? What did you get to, mate? Actually, I know exactly what you got up to, and it sounded fucking baller. I did some pretty cool things on the weekend, Kappa. I went to a pitmaster masterclass a barbecuing course uh actually they they advertise it as it's like pitmaster university or something and it was a all-day event so starting at nine o'clock in the morning and uh through till 5 p.m and open open bar well you pay for your drinks but the bar was open um and basically teaching you how to use your uh your barbecue or your weber or they had like a bunch of different ones there and um, they had to cook different meats and bits and pieces. So I learned how to make uh, just a couple off the top of the head, but beef ribs, pork ribs, like um, some lamb and yeah, a bunch of stuff. We made these uh, like sausages and yeah, heaps of stuff. But I mean, yeah, I have a Weber here cap and I haven't used it since I've moved into this house. And so I've been looking for an excuse to fire it up. So I reckon oh, I'll man, start. Hell yeah. Apparently beef ribs are a really good place to start. So I might uh, give that a crack, I reckon. Yeah, Sorry. wicked. Oh, that's great, mate. Yeah, I actually bought my dad um, for Father's, not Father's Day, his birthday, um, a ticket to one of the barbecue um, school things and got two tickets, yeah. obviously, because I'm he's not going by himself. He's going to be taking me for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dude, I wonder if it's the same one. You have to let me know. What would No, uh, it's what actually a different is. one because it's, it's it? your, yeah, yours, okay. yours was in Mandra, wasn't it? It was in Coogee. Coogee, right? Yeah, yeah. okay. Because mine's in Maylands, which is central Perth, whereas yours was obviously right, southern right, okay. Perth, mm-hmm. the, the, the deep south. Yeah, <laughs> so. I think there's a couple of uh, like neck and neck places. Uh, yeah, it is. It's such a weird dude. It's you know what? Like it's crazy because you just you can't read a recipe for it. You can get an idea, but you know every cut of meat is different. Everyone's yeah. Weber or whatever they're cooking is different. So it comes down to knowledge on how to yeah. cook. Uh, on that yeah. so that's why these courses are just so crazy good and this particular one man they um made a point of saying we want you be, to be able to walk away from this course and have none of the fancy implements like you don't need a temperature gauge you don't need this or anything we want to teach you by feel and smell and your senses to know how to do a good cook and teach you the basic mistakes that you can make to ruin your cook and I feel like I've definitely walked away with that, which is cool. So, um, man, that's yeah. wicked, dude. Very yeah, cool. huge fan of that. I'm really looking forward to the course with Dad. I think um, it's going to be banger. What, what, like, if you're going to put anything on the Barbie grids, what are you putting on the mm. Barbie? Like, you got you got to, you can only pick one thing. You just zipping past, you know, the butcher, and you you want to have something reasonable. You know, your favorite. Yeah. What are you going to chuck on I, there? In the past, I'm not a massive barbecue person. Like, you know, I do it when people come around. I cook usually some steaks and some snacks. Yeah, I'm kind that's of the same, much, to be honest. That's pretty much it. But, yeah. you know, I'm really keen to try these beef ribs out. God dang, they were delicious. Hey, that was so good. But the... um, what kind of, Were they doing a glaze or something with them or 
No, they just do like a rub on them. So you, Ooh, it's yeah, actually, yeah, nice. so so the standard uh, rub is um, one part salt, nine parts pepper. Uh, is what you do on that's pepper right okay yeah that's like the barbecue standard and you get this like that kind of gives if you do it right that gives it this crusty kind of bark i think it's called bark yeah the bark yeah yeah the bark kind of seals itself and it's pretty delicious so i think i'll just try something like that but dude you know there's so many rubs and different spices and stuff you can absolutely you can kind of take it whichever direction you want right but no man exactly you're making Um, me making me quite hungry (laughs) But a little on the uh, gaming front, Cap, um, we had our good friend Pete, who we actually met through video games, who's yeah. now turned, in, turned into a lifelong friend. You know, went across to his wedding and everything else, but that was great to catch up with uh, him and the family yesterday for a barbie at our house. And Yeah, that would have been awesome. All the babies, my girls were loving the, the babies, mate. Like, you know, it's... So who, yeah. went, who ended up going pandy and stuff? Yeah, Pandy, Amber, Autumn, Barry came along as well, and yeah, uh, then and Pete and Jess and Charlie. So yeah, good, wicked mate. Good little yeah. afternoon, mate. I can imagine the girls would have frothed it. <laughs> oh, they did. Yeah, yeah, the, the babies, they absolutely loved it. So, so they had cute, them, mate. Had them down on the uh, lie down thing, and they were playing away. So that no, was yeah, good. That's Great so weekend. Cool, I'm once again on a Monday, feeling slightly tired from the weekend that's just been. Because man, the meat the the day on Saturday I was like drinking all day and and. Bloody hell, mate. I reckon I'm getting too old for this stuff, Cap. Too old. <laughs> Dude, even hearing about it makes me feel like I'm getting too old for that shit. <laughs> but, yeah. good. What about right. yourself, mate? What's been happening in your world? Well, I had Pete and Jess over <clears throat> on Friday night and we um, we ordered a huge New York-style pepperoni pizza. And, um, oh, you know, I'd, nice. I'd met Jess before. Uh, so that was really wonderful to finally meet um, our good friend Pete's um, wife and their son charlie who's who's six or so months um and then on saturday we all went to the uh to the zoo which was awesome um so went and did the, uh, some the craft beer thing. on friday cap didn't you saw a few crafties we did. coming out we bought a heap of crafty well i bought i bought like a six pack of just random crafts that i hadn't tried before so me and pete split a bunch of those and um, I, surprisingly, I, w- I wasn't even that pissy afterwards. I thought hmm, I'd probably yeah. go about three more of these and be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, right. not that I did, but uh, I could have if I wanted to. Nice. <laughs> so, but it was good. You've and also then, kind of been off the alcohol as well, haven't you, mate? Yeah, You've I've been, been pretty, pretty quiet on the alcohol. That last weekend was probably the first time I'd really opened opened her up for a while. So, mm. uh, it was it was good. It was good to have a few few tins, but uh, but yeah, I've been pretty quiet on that front. So um yeah it was it was nice uh and then yeah saturday zoo with with that mob as well and then also mm-hmm. went to a brew pub down the road from us dtc and also had some more beers and a smash burger which is excellent if you're in perth and you're looking for a really good smash burger dtc yep. excellent cheese excellent smash burger very very good it's in victoria park uh other than that sunday what did i do we didn't do an awful lot it was a, well i say it's cruisy but it was just you know we had ted's swimming lesson and then i did all the uh the meal prep for the week and uh what else did we do uh i went and did, i went to the gym got a massage and uh by the time that was all done mate it was almost stumps you know it's freaking you, you don't fit much into a day these days you know i feel like when i was when i didn't have a baby yeah. you know i could do heaps of shit in a single day but these days, I feel like you do about three three things and your whole day's gone. Three you things know, you done, and you're done, mate. Wrap it up. Yep. Yep. It's all mm-hmm. it's all over Red Rover. So 
so yeah but uh but yeah that was my weekend so yeah anyways sounds like everyone's had a ripper so glad to hear that but uh hang us yeah let's freaking dive in my friend before we start uh bit of house rules uh firstly just want to say that um we're gonna be having uh, our good friend freaking sukai au on the show next week to replace grizzly gaming 86 who is away uh so very much yep. looking forward to having a good friend sukai in here talking a bit of shit about video games with yours truly and uh, and pavlova uh laface so yeah get excited for Can't that wait a little bit of an great. announcement there mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. but other than that uh if you're watching this live or you'd like to watch this live all you gotta do is go to twitch.tv slash oceanic gaming radio we go live on monday nights at 7 p.m australian western standard time you can join such legends as sukai au funnily enough he's in here uh straight jacket jim airage and uh, yeah just you know just the fucking the crew the mob the mm-hmm. legends uh now if you are listening to this via podcast and you can do so by you know jumping in on spotify itunes uh, google podcast the whole lot every everywhere you can imagine it's probably going to be there just go and search oceanic gaming radio uh We'd really appreciate it if you drop a little review for us. Uh, go and do that for us. It'd be fucking great. Uh, five stars as well. Thank you very much. Uh, now, outside of that, just want to say a big thank you to our wonderful Patreons who every month pay us $5 or a bit more than that, actually, once you add taxes and everything else, a bit of GST on top. Uh, regardless, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, they are the following legends. Again, Sukai AU. He's, we just, you know, he's like a <laughs> Common bloke, theme, broken record in here. Uh, yeah. Moosey, Caging Runt, Sergeant Paul, Lee GD, J Libs, Brendan, Dan Fantastic, and Strops. Cheers, legends. Appreciate you. Champignons, mate, they are. Thank All you those guys. for your, well, yeah, champion Patreons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you for your continued <laughs> patronage, and uh, we hope that we can maintain this relationship well into the future. And uh, yep. if you would like to join that cohort of just fucking excellent per- human beings, uh, go to patreon.com slash OGR show. There you go. All right, Grizz. Big old quest log today. We've got about one, two, three, four freaking quests on the quest log. We're going to begin straight at the top. Grizz, Mario's going to need a few lozenges, mate. He's losing his voice. Yeah, it's sad, mate. But uh, Charles Martinet will step back from recording as the voice of Mario. I believe he's still staying in the company, Cap. Is that right? He's doing something he else? He is. He's, he's essentially stepping back from just recording, you know, mm. we, not just Mario. He did Wario and a bit of Luigi and stuff like that. Yeah, what a yeah legend, so, so he's, he's done a fair bit of voice work for Nintendo and I guess the yeah. Mario IP. But, uh, yeah, uh, Charles Martinet is going to be stepping back. He's got He's got quite a big history in theatre and and television and film actually and you probably wouldn't recognize him from an awful lot but he's he's always played kind of like minor roles but i mean obviously mario's been absolutely huge for him and he's going to be moving into an ambassadorial role i guess so kind of traveling the world and you know pretty spreading the good word of super mario how long has he been the voice of mario for what are we talking like oh 20 years or something like that like yeah right man it's been a long time like um someone someone might be able to give me an exact uh mm. stretch of time but uh but yeah he, he's been in there for well i guess the first one might have been uh 64 when they first started voicing him i i guess 
Um, yeah, there you go. Straight oh, Jacket good. Jim, 64 was 96, so longer than 20. <laughs> there you go. What a legend, eh? It, yeah. It's interesting, Cap. So they, they've kind of said the company hasn't yet indicated who will take over the prestigious role as Mario's new voice. But um, what do you reckon, mate? Do you reckon they will replace it? Or reckon they'll just. Uh, well, I was use... thinking this. Like, do they will they fully have a dedicated actor uh, doing it? Uh, and man, surely AI, and they just pay, keep paying him like <laughs> oh, the royalties dude. for the. <laughs> We're going to get sued for not saying bad. this. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Trouble. Voice actors are not going to enjoy this podcast today. No, <laughs> that is no. for sure. Uh, I don't know. Um, Every Jay's joking uh, in, in just saying Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, probably. You know what? I thought he did a fantastic job in the movie, but I don't yeah. think it would translate to the video game very well. No, you got to like... have the wacky like. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's yeah, that's, that's what it. you need. From from Mario, you, you got to have yeah. the, you know, the the classic Martinet inflections. So I don't know. I kind of thought maybe they might pass the banner around a little bit and uh, you know have mm. some just because I mean you know like you think about a lot of video game voice actors these days. It's, it's pretty. It's not all the time that that companies tout who their voice actor talent is. Like sometimes it's a lot of very true. You know, a lot of the time, true. like voice actors mm. have kind of fairly unknown and people don't really give a shit. I'd say more recently, maybe we've had more interest in who the voices behind the characters actually are. Like, I mean, Baldur's Gate, I think is a classic one. A lot of, a lot of their voice actors are getting a lot of uh, limelight following the release yeah. of that game. But yeah, I, remember, I don't know. I think um, an iconic Hades, role, you know, Hades was uh, a bit like that too. Like the voice of Meg, uh, she went absolutely viral on her Twitter, you know, went from a yeah. following of, Five or something to hundreds of thousands from her yeah. voice work in that game. Yeah, um, well, even I remember when uh, Overwatch first released, and and all the voice actors from Overwatch were getting really stuck into um, social media. So I suppose mm. it depends on the game and maybe the community of people that follow it, and you know, virality of of bits and pieces obviously also helps a lot. But uh, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting uh, to see what they do in the future. Now we know for certain, Grizz, that Martinet yep. has nothing to do with the next iteration of the, I guess, kind of classic side-scrolling uh, Super Mario. The Mario, um, really? Uh, okay. For mm. Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which is coming at some point, I think this year. Uh, so he is not the voice of Mario in that particular game. So Ooh, maybe so have they used mm. another another voice actor to do those lines? Or yeah, or well, I mean, in the trailer we do get some Mario sort of voice work, so we know that someone's sort of working on that, but we just don't know who. Mm. So it could very well be that maybe you know they're trying to keep that uh, quiet because obviously they hadn't really announced at the stage of the reveal of Mario Brothers Wonder that Martinet was going to be leaving the role. So maybe soon we might see an announcement for the next generation of actors, but yeah, uh, or actor or act. act I think uh, that'd actress, be that'd be kind whoever. of cool. I think yeah, yeah. I mean, now yeah. I guess they're probably going to be forced to to, to voice it in the in the same very same vein as uh well it's seen, iconic right i can't imagine them is. deviating too much from the uh from the norm but i mean hey you know if there's reason or you know nintendo want to take the ip in a different direction i mean the the mario from um uh wonder sounds a little bit different from martinet so yeah, uh, yeah. you know mm. it doesn't sound pure like that pure kind of like I don't know, the classic Martinet kind of Mario voice. So it might mm. be in any way. 
So I don't know, maybe they're kind of making some slight deviations anyway, but I guess we'll see what happens in the next kind of, you know, few games from now, what effect the uh, not having Martinet in that lead role um, has. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, bloody hats off to you, Martinet. If I had a freaking Mario cap, I'd, uh, I'd, uh, you know, I'd uh, tip it your way, my friend. He's he's done a cracker job, and I mean, he's got so much he energy, man. Yeah. Like he's just he's just a bit of a legend, you know. Um, so yeah, yeah, what an icon, what an icon, what an icon, what a legend. Yeah, exactly right. Now, Grizz, this mm. is kind of crazy. Um, so we got a tweet uh, a little bit later towards the end of last week. Just saying, Sven Vinik Vink. I don't know how you pronounce his name properly. One of the uh, the uh, owners and operators of uh, Larian uh, Game Studios, the creators of Baldur Gate Three, uh, he posted a tweet saying, "Super happy to confirm that after a meeting with Xbox P3, which is our good friend uh, Phil Spencer, yesterday." Yeah, yeah. We found a solution that allows us to bring Baldur's Gate 3 to Xbox players this year, something we've been working towards for quite some time. Now, Grizz, can you guess what they did? Uh, they reduced the frame rate to 30 FPS. No. I don't know. I'm guessing. I don't know. What is it? So what did they do? Is they so one thing that uh, Xbox stipulates within their uh, contracts for video games going onto their consoles is that mm. the game must run on both the Xbox Series X and S without any change in features between the two. Oh shit! Okay, right. They've negotiated that, have they? Exactly. Because- so oh my god! They managed to negotiate <laughs> not having co-op. Uh, split screen on the Xbox yeah. Series S for Baldur's Gate 3. The fact that they were able to negotiate that out of their contract with Xbox is kind of groundbreaking for devs is it and really? just goes to show. Absolutely. No, I don't, as far as I'm aware, I don't think there's any other um, examples of this yeah. having happened, uh, at least recently. Um, but yeah, so they basically managed to have an X and S version. Uh, and the major just difference is going to be the fact that it's it's missing the co-op split screen because the xbox series s simply can't run it because it's if it's lower specs basically One ta- dude oh, do you reckon there's a lot of people playing split screen cat um do you know what i was thinking this mate and i i wouldn't have thought so i, th- I feel like no. it's it's such a it'd be a, like from my point of view like a very small subsect of people playing this game in split screen and they probably have an X anyway, I would have thought maybe, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like I think, you know, clearly Baldur's Gate 3 has been a phenomenon and it's almost certainly going to win game of the year. Uh, and I think Xbox went, holy fuck, what are we doing? <laughs> we don't yeah, we have need this it. fucking... We need it now, this, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this game of the year contender on our fucking yeah. console. Are you joking me? What are we doing? So... I think they finally um, pulled their head out of the sand, got their shit together, and went, "Okay, uh, I think we need to, uh, you know, get this cranking." So they were working really hard to try and get the uh, get the game running on yeah. on the Xbox Series S to the point where mm-hmm. they were working directly with Xbox engineers to try and get that cranking. But I, I just, yeah, it, it's probably like trying to run this on freaking Switch split screen basically so mate imagine yeah. that would be a real mission they brought divinity across 
And I kind of feel like I don't, Divinity's <laughs> maybe a few steps down, but I thought that was ambitious when that came to Switch. Yeah, Divinity actually didn't run too bad on the Switch. I've got a yeah. copy of it, and um, I was actually kind of impressed with how well it ran. Uh, but I can, you can see, so, uh, Swen was saying that, you know, when you think about what the, what the console has to do when you have multiple people running in multiple directions in a map, all of a sudden your, your requirements is four times, essentially, if you've gotten four players, uh, Mm -hmm. because they're, they're basically it's expanding the world in four different directions uh, and requiring four different amounts of rendering. So, yeah, you know, yeah. that's a lot to have to process. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense that it was very difficult for the S and it seems like they've managed to fall on that. And I think very smart move by Xbox uh, not to uh, elongate the amount of time that they would potentially not have a Get it uh, game on their console. I wonder, you know, I do wonder whether they've already lost money from not having it on the release of the other platforms. Most well, people I mean, may have something else to play it on, maybe. Who knows? And yeah, I mean, I, I suppose ultimately it was going to release on Steam first anyway, uh, and I mm, think there was some kind of PlayStation true. exclusivity deal uh, for a early release anyway. Uh, but regardless, you know, it's coming there. I, do you know what? I can totally see Xbox buying out Larian. At some point in the near future, yeah. absolutely. I reckon there's got to be offers. I mean, oh, I mean, look how successful this game's been. Oh, I, absolutely I, huge. I feel like Divinity ticked a lot of boxes, but it still was quite a niche game. You know, people that have played Divinity One or or like those type of games. But you know, you picked it big time on this cap, which was you felt like that this was going to be a a groundbreaking game in terms of the things we heard leading up to it. You know, the voice acting and. Um, taking on the D&D rule set, and it has absolutely done that. Yeah. Yeah. Would not be surprised, mate. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, like I said the other, a little while back, I, I do feel like this is, this game is in the echelon of, I guess, like Ocarina of Time level ground breakage. Mm-hmm. Uh Mostly just in terms of approach to game design and and execution. I mean, if anything... Uh, Baldur's Gate deserves um, all of its praise just from humanity being able to create a video game with this level of choice and dynamic choice because it's just honestly fucking mind-breaking. But anyways, we won't dive too deep into that, probably talk about that and how's the game going. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. (laughs) There you go. Now, uh, Grizz, there was a big patcheroo, my friend. Mm, Um, mm -hmm. Talk to me about what what we... uh, Well, it's so funny because you say big patch. The uh, patch notes themselves were so long that they didn't fit on the Steam page. They exceeded the character limit. Are you serious? Um, Yeah. They exceeded the character limit? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. On what they could present. Uh, But I just thought I'd touch on some of the key updates. It is quite a big, wordy, lengthy... um, They went into a lot of detail around the specific changes, but some of the key changes, which may affect you, um, potentially, if you're playing Battles Gate 3 and you've updated the game, um, there was a bunch of what they called showstoppers that were patched, and they were bugs that literally broke the game, talking about you know, crashing your game or getting stuck in an area yep. and you can't proceed any further and having to you know, jump back into loads to, to load the game. So I think there was a, a good list of nearly 10 or 15 of those that were fixed, which is cool. Um, many story flow and logic bits updated, so... Uh, bugs in, in in story arcs and other things were, were fixed. Uh, a couple of gaming balance things, Cap. So apparently there's some bounties that you can get 
the gold was uh, adjusted for the rewards for those up, I hear, which is cool. Okay, um, cool. The bards copped a bunch of buffs. They get extra spells. Apparently, there were some of the spells missing from the 5e rule set in some of their multi-classing uh, or their classing bits and pieces. So they've been put in there. Uh, heaps of items were reworked um, and buffed. Oh, interesting. A couple of, of modern nerfs. And what this one particularly, maybe for you, Cat, but the warlock, apparently the chain summons, I don't know what that means, but get an extra attack on the warlock Ooh. summons on one <laughs> okay. of those. Um, Interesting. So there you go. Some combat fixes, some UI fixes. Um, apparently there were a bunch of unreachable digging mounds throughout the uh, whole universe. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that are now have been put in places that you can get to. So I don't know how that happened. but uh, Must uh, have, yeah, like the terrain just kind of closed itself off or like became untraversable or something yeah. with something. Yeah, that's really interesting. Wow. So if you do want to go and have a, a look at this, you, know, you can catch it. There is a forum page or even from the Steam store, there's, a, there's an update in there. But uh, yeah. obviously they've put a significant amount of work in here. Like the, the yeah. changes they've made are absolutely ginormous. Dude, I guess the like the amount of money they're making, they're like, fuck it, just like, you know, everyone get cranking and let's pump a, as much, you know, time and effort into this as possible, especially probably, you know, leading up to console release as well. Yeah, true. Um, you know, a lot of Fix those of changes stuff. and fixes will probably trickle down to those those as well. So they'll release in a much better position once uh, the game goes live uh, there as well. But there's a couple of agrees that I just thought were pretty funny. Uh, yeah, they made sure bears close their eyes when they sleep, for example. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fix Gale's paddle okay. hands in his default dialogue, which I don't know what the fuck that means. And they go on to say paddles are for astral boats only. <laughs> <laughs> Great, love the descriptions, huh? Uh, and here's one final one fix some cameras that couldn't contain the force that is Asterian in a dialogue with him at night, uh, at, at night at camp. <laughs> Just so good, mm. very, very classic. So, oh, do you know what the other one they fixed is? So, um, uh, when you went in to kiss like a halfling or something and you were like a standard height, um, character, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the halfling would just like kiss your stomach. <laughs> Oh really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they finally fixed, um, you know, they finally fixed the fact that that was happening by having the 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 taller player uh, character kneel to, um, you know, going for the smooch. So they uh, their tagline was, uh, "We're bringing back short King Summer with better kissing contact for short races." <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Huge, very very huge. So there you go, big patch. So get excited. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, Grizz in. In uh, I guess kind of juxtaposition to all this success that Larian's kind of um, experiencing at the moment, mm. we have uh, Bioware who's posting an update about the fact that they're going to be um, getting rid of fifty roles at oh their company. God, now Bioware yeah. obviously um, had a huge hand in producing Baldur's Gate one and two, uh, yeah. and you know obviously following the huge success at. Hang on. Oh, I had a bit of a sneeze. Um, the huge success of Baldur's Gate 3 and also <laughs> seeing just how uh, successful a game with a reasonable, decent fucking narrative is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really uh, quite uh, upsetting to see uh, the guys, well, the, the developers at Bioware, uh, you know, these are the guys that, uh, you know, we had um, 
uh, I think his name's Phil Gator or something like that. He used to be a senior writer at Bioware. Kind of, um, he alluded um, in a tweet a little while back, just saying that uh, you know the writers at Bioware were basically reviled because they just thought they were expensive and useless. God, uh, and, and have a look know, at what's happened to the studio now. You know, you, yeah. look at, you look at what's happened to the studio. Like, and yeah. it's, it's very clear that you know they put all their time and effort into you know creating video games that followed sort of shit trends and um, in RPG mechanics and whatnot. And um, I mean, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda was pretty average. Uh, yep. You know they've they've had uh, very little Anthem success recently. As well. Weren't Anthem, they in Anthem? Yeah, particularly. Uh, yeah, was it Anthem? Were they Anthem? I think apparently, no. it's what it says on the, when I looked up Bioware. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, Titles, I mean, yeah. look at Anthem as well. Like you can see what has happened. Um, a lot of a few of the roles that are being um, let go of at the moment are senior writing positions as well. So mm. uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Bioware continue to make the same mistakes, uh, but. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's kind of a shame, you it's, know. Like in the uh, in, in the one of the um, Reddit threads you've linked there in the run sheet cap, there's a comment underneath, and it says, "For anyone worried about the future of Bioware, don't be. The studio you've, you're thinking of died over a decade ago. This is just a corpse uh, being shuffled around." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not uh, wrong, dude. Like, harsh. you know, <clears throat> Bioware for me is like. You know, being freaking ten years old, playing Neverwinter Nights uh, yeah. late into the night, mm-hmm. um, you know, on my family computer, and just being in absolute awe of the game I'm playing. You know, they I think then that was went the on same to... with Dragon Age. Dragon Age is Bioware as well. Cap, yeah, it? Dragon Age is sure? Bioware as well. And I mean, Dragon Age, you know, the original Dragon Age game, like that was unbelievable, and it was a real, um, you know, moment in time where I think they did some incredible, like you know, probably realistically like dragon age origins mm. probably was almost to the level of what Baldur's gate three has been now back then in terms yeah. of dialogue and choice you know it was an, an incredibly um you know trailblazing rpg but they just never recreated it properly um yeah. and they never really mm. captured the essence of i think what uh you know Baldur's gate and neverwinter nights was you know in terms of just adventure and just you know, um, just a well put together RPG. Inquisition wasn't too bad, but I think it just kind of fell apart from uh, the classic kind of open world RPG bloat. But yeah, I guess uh, we like that redditor said. I, I think uh, you know <laughs> we're just seeing a, a, a fucking necromancer uh, animating the corpse of what Bioware once yeah. was, and it's uh, not it doing around. a particularly good mm. job of it. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens in the future. So. Anyways, Grizz, yeah, cool. Armored Core has finally released. Fires of Rubicon is available. Yes. It's out and about, my friend. It is. Yeah. Um, now, I've basically had no time to look at this at all, apart from reading a few uh, little uh, reviews here and there. Uh, but it seems like it's done pretty well on Twitch. I believe it had like 150K um mm-hmm. concurrent viewers which was well and truly up there with its uh what do you call it 150,000 peak concurrent players on steam sorry during yeah, its launch it's day uh, yeah. which is basically its fourth fourth largest debut uh, for 2023 so that's mm-hmm. out of all the games that were released so i mean i'm guessing 
Um, well, I mean, Steam. I can't. I can't think what else would, would have would have trumped it. But I'm guessing Hogwarts Legacy was that this year, or that was last year? Maybe last year. Anyways, obviously, Baldur's Gate would have trumped that. So, anyways, gives you an idea of where it sits. But uh, it stands as From Software's second most successful launch to date, surpassed only by Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah, Do and you... it's got uh, it's got eleven thousand odd. No, sorry, seventeen thousand odd reviews on. Uh... Yeah. on the steam store and it's coming up very positive on there um at the moment not uh, overwhelmingly but very so but, yeah not overwhelmingly but very but i think that and, I, and i'm just my my um my take on this cap is this game is exactly what i expected it to be which yeah it isn't for me uh no. but people seem to be really fucking enjoying this game the people that are mech mech people um and I think it's ticking the boxes, and and that's probably explains the overwhelmingly positive or the mostly positive, whatever. Because when you read the reviews that aren't positive, those people are just not like I don't I don't think they're mech people. <laughs> like some yeah, of the reviews. I also are, think are maybe they funny, thought they're like getting into Elden Ring too, but yes, with exactly. robots maybe. But yeah. and that's the thing. I think we we were pretty. I don't know. Just you know, not that we have a huge fucking audience or anything, but we're like, hey, don't expect. Elden Ring 2, like this is going to be a, a mech-ass mech game mm-hmm. and that's basically what it is. And I mean, it does the mech thing particularly well as far as I'm aware from the reviews I've read. I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm probably not going to dip my toes in here either because I don't think this game is for me in the slightest. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, one thing I did note in some of the reviews I was reading, Chris, is the disorient- disorienting uh, player movement, which I pointed out when we were watching the thing, saying, really? fuck, this looks full on. <laughs> I yeah. don't know if I'd be able to keep up with it. Yeah. Um, and it does look another, pretty pretty fast-paced. Another one I read a few times, Cap, which is a classic from FromSoft, is the difficulty. People getting stuck on the first boss and not being able to pass it um, yeah. and refunding the game in the, in the Steam store. So, um, I but, that was pretty, uh, man, I mean, funny. that's not hyper surprising. I mean, you gotta, you gotta understand if you're getting yourself into a fucking from software game, like Christ's mm-hmm. sakes, like what, you know, what, what were you thinking, you know? <laughs> um, but it seems hey, to be um, doing pretty well over well. Over, curious, Cap, have you listened to some of the voice acting in it? I haven't, uh, I haven't listened to much, mostly just from the trailer, but what I did hear I thought was pretty average. So, I don't know whether maybe okay maybe okay I'm gonna rephrase this maybe the voice acting is okay but the actual the voicing is fucking annoying to me it's all like fuck yeah like just real uh, <laughs> like, like, like American army vibes kind of yeah. yeah army man yeah, yeah. You, know what, you know what I'm getting at like which is is such a stark contrast to what we what we are used to from from software games right like. <laughs> You know, we we tend to kind of um, expect kind of purposeful, uh, well thought out kind of medieval uh, kind of dialogue from, you know, warriors long forgotten and uh, kings long past, mm-hmm, and now we're mm-hmm. getting freaking hoorah from freaking uh, yeah, Sergeant like. Joe down the yeah. road, down the road, yeah. right? Uh, mental, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it, I, I do, I do really think that they've done a really good job with. Uh, yeah. marrying the i guess the style of armored core and i mean it, it looks really cool i think generally uh like you'll see some of the boss fights um in the trailers and whatnot and they do look exceptional like some of the boss fights look so freaking dope and there's a real yeah, great nuts. kind of um 
sort of variance between your player character and the size of some of these bosses, which is really cool. But ultimately, another another kind of, um, I guess, uh, issue I saw people kind of um, throwing around in the reviews was it can just get a little bit samey. Uh, mm. And it's quite short as well, as far as I'm aware. Uh, yeah, I heard it's like 15 hours or something, isn't it, to finish the game? Yeah, it can be. I mean, it can be about 15 to 30 hours, which is not an awful mm. lot. I mean, I know that there's a lot of replayability in this game with in with how you might want to build up your mech or whatever else, but uh, you know, it it, it follows a mission based um, sort of uh, game loop rather than an open world or um, single continuous linear kind of experience like Dark yeah. Souls or Elden Ring, you know, being the open world experience. But yeah, so it's, it's kind of, it's a different kettle of fish altogether. But uh, but yeah, look, ultimately it seems to be getting really good reviews. I think uh, definitely servicing the fan cohort particularly well and I think people are pretty happy with it. Um, I think, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, some of the, uh, maybe cons of the game. It seems that maybe it's it doesn't kind of um, it's just can be a bit repetitive, um, but a very pretty looking game, Grizz overall. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely can't see myself getting stuck into it, Grizz. But uh, whatever it I don't know. comes, if it comes to like I don't know, some kind of subscription service cap you have already. Yeah. Would- I, I might give it a crack. I don't know. This is the other thing, though, Grizz. I have very little time to play video games. <laughs> so I need, I need to have like a real like want and need to play a video game for me to like. I don't have that interstitial like you know bit of time here, bit of time there uh, to just play yeah. video games whenever I want. So when I want to play something, mm-hmm. or when I ha- when I have time to play video games, I want to play the games I want to play. I don't. I don't just go and buy random games because I want to experience them. It's that those days are over for me now. <laughs> so, you know, um, I used to be like that. I used to just buy virtually any game that came out and gave it a crack. I but, remember. Yeah. You know, doesn't Play happen more. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just don't have yeah, that I mean, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely the same, dude. I pick what I want to play and put my time into that. Yeah, yeah. Can't, I mean, can't, I w- can't, can't play everything at the moment. No, and I wish I had that in my life, but I don't. So, you know, yeah. you got to pick your... Pick your Boulders Gates and your Blasphemous Twos, which we'll talk about That's later. Right. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so mm-hmm. there you freaking cool. go. Now, Grizz, during the week, we also had Gamescom open yes. up. So Gamescom is hosted, I believe, over in, uh, what do you call it, in, in Germany, I think. Um, well, maybe I got that wrong. I, I'm pretty sure it was uh, it was Gamescom. Now I'm going to double check this. Hang on. Uh, what was it? <laughs> You've done it. Uh, uh, Oops, on a memento per favore. Uh, it is Germany. It was hosted at uh, the event arena at Colmenes. Colm, Colm, yes. So, anyways, mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, but uh, Gamescom's a classic kind of uh, games development fair. Um, they, it's, it's kind of like a trade fair for um, video games. Tends to be very dev focused, um, but uh, yep. a lot of fun anyway. Uh, but it, it also tends not to be a place that you get an awful lot of announcements in comparison to our E3s, you know, uh, rest in peace, or our Summer Games Fests or our Game Awards. But, you know, you tend to get a little bit of a smattering of bits and pieces. So um, we did get a bunch of stuff announced. Now, we're not going to go too deep into any of these, maybe a couple of them, uh, but we did have Little Nightmares 3 announced, which is the third iteration mm. of the... Well, the Little Nightmares game series has kind of got that uh, side. Well, I think it's kind of 
2.5D uh, side-scrolling yep. kind of horror. Um, you know, I don't even know how you describe the art style, kind of almost Play-Doh-ish kind of doll thing going on. But, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. It, it's it, Online it, co-op yeah. coming, Cap, which is cool. Or... Uh... Yeah, uh, and, uh, local, yeah, local co-op as well. Local yeah. co-op. Um, so mm-hmm. um, I wonder if that'll run on the Xbox Series S. We'll find out. Uh, yeah. But there you go. Now we did get another uh, uh, trailer for Black Myth Wukong, which is a kind of Soulsborne uh, video game uh, made by the developer. Sorry, ch- by a Chinese developer. Uh, it's based on the myth of the Monkey King Wukong and you play him and it's kind of, you know, you're running through mythical China and fighting all kinds of weird and wonderful crazy creatures. Did you watch, did you watch the trailer for this, Cap? Um, I didn't like, because I the last trailer I watched of Black Myth Wukong I thought looked fucking shit. Really? Okay. There's a guy playing a lute with no head. Just a, it's just like a body playing this instrument with no head. Yeah. It looks very Yeah, I did bizarre. see that much, which actually I thought yeah. was kind of cool. Um, cool. But uh, I've just kind of got the trailer playing here in front of me. It looks a lot better yeah. than what we saw last time. We, we had a gameplay reveal um, at whatever thing was mm. that you know last time, and it just looked very stiff, and um, some of the animations just look a bit look a bit garbo, but... Um, I don't know. Actually, it reminds me a bit of Sekiro from what I'm seeing here, Cap, some of this. Yeah, I'm getting Sekiro vibes as well. It'll be interesting to see how it actually feels because there was kind of like transformations and stuff you could do and those looked really kind of dodge. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, a lot of the creatures that you're fighting in this game look really cool. Uh, and yeah. And, um, mystical yeah. beasts, big mystical beasts kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and even just some of the cutscene stuff that they've got going on looks pretty rad. So... I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how the game goes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you're looking for something um, after Elden Ring, maybe that might be your fix until we get the Elden Ring DLC. So you yeah. go. Negris, did you ever play Killing Floor? Killing Floor. Uh, no, I didn't. No. no? Okay. No. Killing Floor for me was a... Oh, man, the original Killing Floor was an Unreal Tournament mod, and I think that was like Unreal Tournament, like 2004 or some shit. So... Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's old school, like um, yeah. old school Unreal Tournament mod. It was oh, loved it, loved Unreal Tournament, great game. <laughs> yeah, um, so kind of like horde mode zombie shooter. You're running yeah. around shooting things and collecting money, spending the money on guns, and um, you know, as you go further and further, you you'd fight more and more zombies, and the zombies would change. Do um, they they you know have certain archetypes and whatnot. Uh, now, Killing Floor 3 has been announced in a particularly gruesome and gross trailer. Yeah, gruesome uh, trailer, eh? Very brutal. We don't have any gameplay yet, but we do see some of the more classic uh, zombies, such uh, I think one of the main one you see there is what looks to be a patriarch being built, which was in the earlier games, the patriarch was like the boss that the boss. at the very end yeah. we're seeing hundreds of them being made right now yeah so that is, which uh, looks yeah. pretty fucking scary so yeah. um mm-hmm. pretty cool um but yeah so I'm, I'm pretty excited for this actually um i need to let one of my best mates know that this is happening because uh i think uh we're gonna collectively wet our pants playing that game together so i'm quite looking forward to that yeah there you go cool. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Grizz, we also had Age of Empires 4 Anniversary Edition, which is a bit of a remaster of that classic uh, real-time strategy game that you guys all yep. know and love. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Interestingly, they've just kind of like not done Age of Empires 3. <laughs> they've kind of because they did one and two, yeah. and then they've gone four. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Just just kind of going, yeah, no, don't need to do that. So so there you go. Um, the other thing they showed off Grizz now was this movie. Uh, they showed a trailer for a movie called Rebel Moon, which yeah, uh, I don't know if you remember much about this Grizz, but Zack yeah. Snyder basically did a, a script for a Star Wars movie, which uh, it, it, it ended up not getting used. Um, I don't know whether it was kind of scrapped or whatever else, but he's essentially uh, reworked the script to create a standalone sci-fi ah, movie. And that's what Star this movie is going to be. Yeah, cool. Exactly. Okay. So hmm. I believe it's going to be a two-part film uh, and, um, yeah, looks um, looks pretty cool. So, the cinematic, cinematic, uh, cinematography looks amazing on it, huh? Yeah, really um, cool. And there's a lot of really cool actors in there, like um, you know that uh, that the dad in um, Blood Diamond is in there, and um, who else was in there that I remembered? Um, can't quite remember off the top of my head, but but yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think I think the overall the uh, the the cinematography looks freaking baller. So. It does, um, yeah. It should be a cool movie. Aliens and you know, it's kinda of, it does it definitely have has a bit of a Star Wars vibe to it. I think I think when you're going in to watch this movie and if you're kind of if you remember, oh yeah, this you, this was supposed to be a Star Wars movie, I think you will go, Oh man, that is so fucking Star Wars, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and some <laughs> yeah. of the things you see in there like you know, mm. the bad guys kind of look very storm stormtroopery and stuff like that. And you know they've got laser blasters firing at each any, other. Any and, lightsabers, you know. Cap? Surely they. Oh yeah, there's lightsabers. Yeah, okay. there's yeah, basically right. lightsabers in the movie. So um, <laughs> nice. yeah, right. I think uh, yeah, I think you'll you'll definitely be able to make uh, that comparison across. So uh, mm. yeah, there you go. Um, now, Grizz, this is the one thing I wanted to sort of touch base on. Uh, Crimson yeah. Desert, which is being made by Pearl Abyss, which uh, they're the developers of. Uh, Black Desert Online. Oh, now, oh making... dude, I can see that inspiration in this trailer. Yeah. As soon as you've said that. Yeah. Yeah. The the combat and traversal is just kind of like very, uh, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's very heavy and, but quite, quite, um, uh, I don't know, just, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just got that. It's just got that. That's it's got that an MMO flair. vibe, Cap. Do you reckon? Do you do you like it? Do you like the heaviness of the reversal? Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely got its place, and it it, it feels like what Pearl Abyss puts out. Um, mm. But Crimson Desert is a standalone single player experience, uh, as far as I'm aware, uh, yeah. and an RPG. Um, so like kind of medi- medieval fantasy kind of RPG thing going on kind of similar to what you might expect from a you know black desert online kind of style and feel Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. now the trailer kind of starts off fairly straightforward you know you're doing fairly manual stuff like riding a horse and fighting shit fishing and yeah and then it kind of just goes to fucking 100 and your horse is fucking doing drifts around fucking corners and yeah. And then all of a sudden, jumping you're, walls. What the hell, dude? Yeah, you're jumping. You're jumping into the air and then turning into black mist and flying through the air. And 
you're climbing freaking treants like you might in a game like <laughs> uh freaking i don't know like uh what do you call it yeah, shadow of the that? colossus yeah shadow of the colossus uh, yeah um and then all of a sudden it's like bullet hell and you're fighting a boss and then there's even like assassin's creed style climbing of houses and buildings and stuff and one thing that i noted is there was even like a tears of the kingdom kind of like uh you know airdrop thing going on where you're falling through the sky um and even kind of like ruins that kind of are semi-reminiscent of something you might find in tears of the kingdom it's also Uh, cinematic quick time events we just seen one of those as well Cap. Yeah, it's or this. Oh, jeez. Yeah, okay. dude, it is. It is crazy how much shit they squeezed into this game. From I wonder how games. well it'll be implemented. I mean, look. Did you see the fishing bit as well? The fishing mini the game fishing looked actually epic. looked quite in depth, yeah. <laughs> like, which was nuts. So yeah, they got it. It was just like so. Um, you know what features should be put in our game, and they were just like um every feature ever. Yeah, literally. Why not? So, uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of quietly looking forward to that now uh i thought it looked fairly average to begin with but uh crimson desert yeah, yeah. there you go uh it's it's kind of i, I see what you, know, you mean the weight that, like i think it might be the screen shake and stuff but like yeah, looks like your blows heavy like it's yeah very and heavy, the way your character moves they, it looks like this they're, they're encumbered you know what i mean but then you know when they make contact it's it's very like there's a screen shake and it looks very yeah. like you know impactful and um it's got a very unique kind of um, feel to it especially when it's set against the the setting that they've got so i don't know it's going to be an interesting game in there it's just in an insane list of features that i just don't know how they're going to make make it all work together and capitalize i just cannot see it playing particularly well um, so we hadn't I, heard anything about know. this cap prior prior to games we did know it was right? coming, but i don't think we knew it was going to be this <laughs> um, we, we knew that it was going to jack of all i don't know it kind of looked yeah. like their take on maybe skyrim or something not yeah. one or anything it was just kind of like that fishing Skyrim-esque oh i've got to pause it there looks fantastic yeah the fishing crap. actually looks really good and they even go in first person for it which is really you know, can try cut the line why would you want to cut the line um maybe catch something so big that you can't can't get it you know i don't know but i'm i'm fucking excited for it so yeah it looks pretty cool, cool. Um, now, they also uh, did a story trailer for Assassin's Creed Mirage. They announced some yep. stuff for Tekken 8, which, uh, yep. uh, you know, we already knew about, but uh, just going into story mode. Now, we did have the announcement of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, I think, a week or so ago. Mm. Um, they the campaign, did right? A bit of a, yeah, they did a campaign yeah. gameplay reveal. Um, so if you're excited for that, go and check out that bad boy. Ooh, also, this cap interesting but a open world zombies mode uh for modern warfare yes. 3 which sounds pretty interesting i reckon yeah so that could be pretty cool i mean if they're kind of giving it the uh what do you call it is it daisy is that what it is no. yeah daisy uh well it'll be interesting to see what the because i mean obviously call of duty is fairly arcade shooter whereas daisy was kind of hardcore um you know survival shooter shooter i guess so it'll be interesting to see what kind of um take that the zombies goes i mean the thing about zombies is like a lot of it you know if it's all of a sudden open world how do they go with the whole um you know horde mode and how do they implement the um 
the upgrades and stuff that you would earn over time. I, I, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they go about introducing that into open world. So yeah, I wonder yeah. if there's like a yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Sounds It'll interesting. Be cool. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. There was a bunch of indie games um, kind of uh, announced, which we won't really go into. Lords of Fallen got another story trailer. One yeah. game I thought that looked particularly cool, Grizz, was uh, Under the Waves, um, which takes place a. It's a. It's. Mm. I'm going to just read the uh, the synopsis here. Uh, a lonesome oh. uh, submarine narrative survival <laughs> game that gives echoes of Firewatch. So. God. So that people... looks cool. Also, fucking terrifying. So well, after the uh, uh, thinking of the uh, submarine, mate, very relevant. I feel yeah, relevant, topical, etc. So I was actually thinking this the other day, dude. There's the uh, there's only very few games that do the whole underwater horror thing well. I feel like um, one of yeah. those is Soma. Did it fantastically, but it's definitely a genre that uh, could be amazing. I reckon. Yeah, I think, well, you know, I mean, Bioshock 1 did an incredible job, I think, of that whole kind of underwater thing. Like, I remember when Bioshock 1 came out, I just thought the way that they implemented this kind of underwater metropolis that was kind of potentially going to flood itself here and there, like, that was just a really well done uh, well done game but yeah you're right like subnautica is obviously a a wonderful example mm. of of um underwater gameplay etc so um yeah fucking cracker games but uh but yeah good. this one looks yeah. really good looks looks like a bit of horror um kind of unsettling narrative and story and you're kind of like cruising through the ocean and uh i don't know what the what the what, what's going to be causing you to get scared about the ocean? I mean, the ocean's just fucking scary anyway, but there's, <laughs> yeah, there's going to be something, something in there, right, that's going to f- give you the, the willies. So, uh, um, yeah, looks pretty scary. I just want to touch on, uh, Cap, my, my one to talk about is the last EPO. Uh, is that how you say it? Epoch? Last yeah, Epoch? last Epoch, uh, yep. Epoch, yeah, action RPG Epoch. that's been floating around for quite a while now. Um, he's Tell me about it. Like, what is it? Like a, well, it's very similar to like the Diablo um, top-down. Actually, I would probably say it kind of looks more like, I would say, if Diablo uh, Diablo 4 and Grim Dawn had a baby. So kind of in between those graphics. But it's been an early release for a very long time. Um, uh, there's an Aussie content creator by the name of Ziggy D who plays this on the regular. But this is coming oh, yeah. out. It's coming out of early release, I believe. Uh, so the game launches in September 7th, so soon. So wow. one, another one of those action RPGs, Cap, that's probably uh, off the coattails of Diablo 4's uh, missteps looking to, uh, you know, make its way yeah. in the action fill RPG the void. space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Diablo 4 is also trying to fill the void. They also announced that they've got their next season coming called Season of Blood. Um, mm. going to be vampire themed. Looks like uh, you'll be kind of getting a new character. Um, the and yeah, basically, uh, I think it's going to be very fairly similar to the most recent uh, season. Um, doesn't look particularly special. We don't get an awful lot of info about what you'll be doing, but I don't know. Just kind of looks. Um, I don't know. It, uh, honestly, Grizz, fairly forgetful. So yeah, okay. <laughs> season of the blood. When does it season drop? Cap? When does the next season come out? Coming this I'm fall. Not, I'm not too. Okay. Yeah, this fall. So, what's what's fall for us? That's probably like end of the year ish, towards November. Yeah. I think 
which I think that that sort of um, you know kind of uh, you know in terms of their timelines for what they kind of said we could expect. Um, that sounds about right. So it says here, Grizz, that we'll be getting uh, a new quest line, we'll be getting new vampiric powers, and there'll be five new endgame bosses. So, you know, fair bit, Good. but uh, yeah. is it enough, Grizz? We'll find out when that all happens. We will see. So, yeah. Yep. There we can go. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, Grizz, that is your freaking <laughs> Gamescom moment. Hey. So there you go. Yep. There you freaking go. Now, Grizz... Uh, I guess, you know, we're going to be talking about how's your gaming going. But first, I reckon we might just jump straight into the old uh, little Polaroonie, okay? Uh, Now, this week, Grizz, we asked people, where were they in Baldur's Gate 3? Because I was curious. I want to know where people are. Which act are you in? There's three acts in the game. Whereabouts are you traversing currently? So we asked people, you know, you're in act one, two, or three. And... uh, the votes were as follows. Act 1 received 20% of the votes. Act 3 also received 20% of the votes. And Act 2 received 60% of the votes. So most people ran about mm-hmm. where I am. Uh, I don't think you're in Act 2 yet, are you, Chris? I'm still in Act 1, mate. Yeah, because I am playing the rest of it co-op. So just kind of hanging around waiting for that. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you're doing it, mate. Um, I I have to play that game, so I don't. Know I've been, I've been loving it, dude. I haven't had. Oh, I feel like I haven't had a heap of time to game. I've just been yeah, bloody busy, mate. You know, fitting yeah. it, squeezing it in there where I can. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. So tell me about your gaming. How what's what's well, been happening? How's it been? All right, Cap. So a few things. Um, Bethesda must have listened to our last podcast because I have been given a create a key for Starfield. So I will be playing that when Shit, that comes yeah. out as soon as I can. So This Friday. Yeah, this Friday, giving that a crack. Um, and yep. while we're on that, so I am going away for two weeks, Cap, into the middle of the ocean. So I am going to be bringing a gaming lappy out there um, and playing a couple of games. But I think I'm going to pick up uh, Blasphemous 2. So I think you're going to speak about that. But Looking forward to grabbing that. I've seen some uh, a few clips. It looks pretty good, mate. It looks uh, pretty good. Uh, otherwise, I have actually been playing a bit of Binding of Isaac, mate. Um, so I picked that back up from where I left off oh, about six months ago, and just been tinkering away. It's just a good. It's just a good game. You need a quick, quick run here and there. Um, just a classic roguelite from back in the day. Just so much content in it. It's you know hundreds and hundreds of hours of content. So that's been cool. Been doing that. But then uh, Cap Battles Gate. I have been playing Battles Gate. I had another session with my brother and uh, our mate last night. And I tell you what, man, my character is so fun to play, Cap. So yeah. I'm playing, I think I was telling you, yeah, I'm playing a, so I'm playing a monk who's specializing in unarmed, unarmored combat. But I'm also playing the Dark Urge, mate, which uh, I believe you played. And oh, nice! Am I able to slight yeah, spoil or something? Yeah. yeah. So you know they, you they give you an it. item early in the game, which is when you kill someone, you get two turns of invisibility after you do that. Yeah. And it turns out that my character is so fucking OP with that because I've got I've got monk and I've got a point in rogue as well, and I have basically no armor, but I hit like a truck. So yeah. being able to kill someone and then go invisible is just so okay. so strong, yeah. Because you can <laughs> yeah. run in there, smack them, and then get the hell out and go to the yeah. next person, do it all it's over pre- again. 
But one thing I'll say, man, about the story arcs is we're approaching stuff very differently to how I did it in my playthrough. And I'm just continually surprised with the depth in the dialogue options between um, going through areas the second time around. And, you know, I didn't find Karlak at all. I didn't, I actually didn't realize I could jump the river there and I hadn't explored around that. And so um, I didn't realize the paladins were up there or anything, any part of that map. So I, I finished the whole goblin area on my first playthrough. So it's just amazing being able to um, experience the game again and, and kind of work as a team and figure out how we want to approach things and how different it is to the first time I played through the game. Just really yeah. shows. Uh, shows the depth of the of the game and the replayability like you know i'm already looking forward to playing it again after i do it co-op and in my own time so yeah, yeah. i think that's going to be kind of the reverse for me is <clears throat> you know looking forward to a co-op playthrough at some point um with some people so uh, i mean because yeah. i'm kind of playing it completely differently i'm i'm not i'm not safe scumming per se normally what i'll do is i'll choose a um an approach uh, or uh, an option and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. And then I'll go and do that. And if I'm like, I'd really like to see what would have happened if I went the other way, I'll reload my save from before there, check it out, and then go back to my the, the other save and then continue on with what I ended up choosing, I guess. So it is insane the amount of variation that can happen in that game oh, in terms of yeah. what happens to different characters and what the implications are for that story. Again, it is actually mind-blowing that someone was actually able to develop this game at all because of that just insane amount of, you know, I mean, you've got to think of it as like a hierarchical tree and every decision has branching paths and what those branching paths (laughs) mean. Like if you think about the decisions you've made so far and how many you're making in such a short amount of time all the time, like think about that fucking tree. It is huge. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. And it depends crazy. on who you have in your party and what you're doing and you know where you go with that party. Yeah. And everything I mean else. your race it's comes like, into it as well, your class comes into it as well. Like, mm. you know, warlocks might have different options for you know certain things that are happening in 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 terms of dialogue choices. Like, you know, whenever I come up across a demon or something like that, or I hear about someone who's like caught in some kind of pact with someone, I always tend to have something extra to say. It's it's just crazy. Just such an insane game. I just, God, unbelievable, unbelievable. But, uh, but yeah, sorry to usurp the rest of your talk, Bruce. But uh, kind oh, of no, got all my boulders yeah. going out. But yeah, you got anything else that you're playing? Or that oh, no, that's really? pretty much that's pretty much it, mate. Bit of binding of Isaac, a little bit of uh, Baldur's Gate when I can fit it in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess a question to you, Cap. Any suggestions, mate, for video games for me to play while I'm stuck out in the middle of the ocean for a couple of weeks? Any anything that you've played recently that you reckon might be decent well i mean uh definitely blasphemous 2 which i can chat about shortly but uh sea of stars releases in 15 Ooh, hours sea of stars yeah 15 hours which, dang that would be yeah. a cracker, actually so okay. i mean we've spoken about sea of stars before on this on this on this podcast but sea of stars is that turn-based rpg that's uh kind of the uh the spiritual successor to uh chrono trigger i guess it's kind of got the same kind of art style and approach to combat where you're walking out into the it's not like walking through bushes and and enemies just pop out at you you're you're kind of making your way through areas and you might be ambushed by stuff or maybe you can see the enemies and they kind of you know they sort of move into place and you're in a battle kind of in the in the world there and then so 
um mm. looks pretty damn cool regardless i'm, I'm really excited for that yeah. game so um gonna be giving that a crack myself but uh but blasphemous 2 i spooled that up um last week that came out on thursday or friday i can't remember exactly um but it is basically it, it, it hasn't deviated an awful lot from the original uh, formula. Um, Do you think it it's is better a, than number one, Cap? Do you think it's better so far? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, uh, just just to kind of orientate it for people who don't know what, what it is, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a Soulsborne um, side-scrolling um, action platformer game. 2D, uh, you know, isn't it? 2D, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, pretty tough as nails. Uh, you know, enemies are quite difficult and bosses are even more difficult kind of thing. Um, but it, it's, its aesthetic is kind of like a Spanish biblical uh, thing mm. going on. Everything is heavily influenced um, and uh, nods to kind of biblical metaphors and, and stories and, and whatnot. And it continues to take that same... Um, kind of aesthetic into blasphemous 2 the game i think does well with um i guess adding some new layers of systems for you to kind of upgrade your character um there's a new kind of like um system where you add these statues to um a little like thing on your back that um you know they'll do certain things like improve your physical damage or um increase ah. your damage with certain uh, certain weapons or whatever else kind of sounds and, similar to the uh the old hollow knight um little trinket yeah. things cap kind of yeah and what you can also do is is you can they the slots for those are paired and so when you pair certain things they'll have certain effects on each of those different statues and change the the buffs slightly so um, there's cool things like that, which is new to the game, uh, but it is very much very similar. Um, the major deviation is you get to choose a weapon at the beginning of the game, and then you can cool. find those weapons further down Love the track. It. Yeah. So I because it was one the... weapon in the first Blasphemous, wasn't it? Just you had the one sword. Yeah, thing, you right? had the one sword, and um, I mean that one sword was quite fun to use, and you'd find other abilities and stuff. But they yeah. basically times that by three or four. Um, so. You know, you get new abilities that you unlock and whatnot down the track and you can spend your, um, I can't remember what they call it, marks of penance or some shit on on, uh, on skills and, and abilities uh, to enhance those weapons and, and, and give you more, uh, uh, I guess, options for combat. But, uh, but yeah, the game's really, really good. It hasn't deviated too much. So um, whatever you expected from Blasphemous 1, you're pretty much going to get from this game. Um, it's even, even the story is like just, you don't know what the fuck's going on, honestly. Like, <laughs> and even for someone who quite enjoys lore, like it's, it's, it's quite, um, I, I find it to be a little bit, um, I don't know, a bit of friction there for me because it is just the just the words and the and the dialogue they use is just like okay like what the fuck is happening here like i just don't know what the fuck is yeah the great <laughs> miracle of the blessed one and then they right. came down from the sky from the blessed city and this happened and it's just you know it's a bit of it's someone that. to explain it to you i get vardy to do a vid or something. I like. might need to go and watch a youtube video for the first one maybe i might yeah. be able to orientate myself a bit but but look very solid game. The combat yep. is really, uh, really fun. And uh, I think, you know, there's a few kind of um, level design things that I think they've taken to heart and, and probably improved in this one as well. So nice. I hope okay. you'll enjoy that. But yeah, yeah so there you go. Um, 
the other thing is, Chris, we've got Starfield on Friday. So hey, yeah, it's coming. It's be quite a big release as well. So uh, it goes, uh, well, it releases for early access uh, for those that have access to the early access on Friday. Uh, if you don't know how to get early access, you either need to pre-order one of the special editions or if you're a mad dog and you've got a Xbox Game Pass subscription, you want to pay 30 bucks, you can also play it early. So Ooh. pretty yep. smart. That's probably smart. how I'm going to do it. Very smart. So, yep. mm-hmm. so there you go. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I think my gaming's been going pretty well. My Baldur's yeah, Gate playthrough has been cranking. Are you, um, where are you, Cap? Act 3 now? I'm kind of, no, Act 2 still. I'm kind of Act pushing two, towards yeah. the end of Act 2. I haven't had much time to play Baldur's Gate this week as I would have liked, uh, but, uh, you know, here's what it is. Um, we'll, I'll get there this week. Uh, yeah. Well, I need to try and finish it off because I've got so much fucking other games coming out. So mm-hmm. um, kind of want to stars, put, baby. put a bow, bow, bow on it a little bit. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's just so much. Well, I want to finish Sea of Stars. I want to finish Starfield. Um, would be good to get through a, a reasonable chunk of Blasphemous 2 as well. Man, there's just so many games coming, Grizz. So many good quality many games as there well. Yeah. I feel like we've kind of hit this point after COVID where a lot of those uh, projects that were were affected by COVID are slowly starting to oh, like come out of hibernation. You know what this I mean? has been a cracker, mate, already. Oh, mm. man. They've been out of control. I mean... The Game Awards are actually going to be really tough for us this year, Cap, to figure out where we think who's going to be winning what, I find. I reckon it's going I to think be so for sure, one. dude. For mm. sure. It's going to be... A, be a, I mean, I'm, I can't imagine my game of the year deviating much from Boulder's Gate, but I think yeah. we might need to implement a few extra categories. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, just as a bit of a catch-all. But yeah, so there you go. Gaming was going freaking good, Grizzly. Very nice, so, yeah. mate. Very good. Yeah. Um, now, Grizz, let's freaking dive into a bit of rapid fire news, baby. It's in the freaking game, Grizz. In the freaking game. Now, first cab off the rank, Grizz. The PlayStation Portal is coming. Uh, We knew about the handheld PlayStation 5 device that uh, Sony was kind of looking towards bringing out soon. Now, it is kind of, it's been fully revealed, price point and everything alongside a uh, new Pulse Elite headset uh, mm-hmm. and lossless uh, audio wireless earbuds, uh, all of which I think kind of are supposed to kind of vaguely go together as a package. Yeah. You know, they want yep. to try and sell you on all their shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, basically the PlayStation Portal will uh, release uh, at a price point of 199 USD, which I think is about a 320 bucks Australian or something like that. Yeah, um, that, the that's game relatively affordable, Capo, isn't it for a for a handheld? But this yeah. is uh, this is also is this now just just to just to put this in its place. This is streaming from your PlayStation, right, to the handheld. Correct. correct? This will not yeah. play the video games locally on the device. It purely yeah. streams from your console. Now the cool thing is, you can actually stream games from your console outside of your local network. So you don't have to be at home. Oh, it will actually stream really? the games to your to oh, your portal, Jesus. which I think okay. is actually yeah. it. Before that feature, I thought, well, who the f- what that is a fucking useless 
fucking <laughs> peripheral, really. Like, I mean, well, who Mikey really had the Vita this? that basically did that. Remember, he used to play Destiny from his couch. True, but the Vita the... also had video games you could play purely yeah, on that, that is, device, that right? Is true. So, yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, this, you know, it was basically just a. It was what your mobile phone could do for you effectively. So now we've kind of got this little device that will run at 1080p uh, at 60 FPS, um, should provide a pretty reasonable visual experience, I guess. But uh, yeah, it'll also enable you to uh, play your video games over over uh, remotely over Wi-Fi, uh, regardless of whether you're at home or not. Hey. So, yeah, pretty cool. cool. Pretty, yeah. very cool. Um, um, it's now, pretty funny, yeah. Cap. There's, I always pull out these, but there's a comment at the top of the Reddit post about this announcement. It says, this is such a strange and limited device. I really don't know what or who this is for. <laughs> I don't really either. Like, I mean, do yeah. you want one of these? Uh, no. I think, look, I think, uh, I think a one that was for Steam, aka the Steam Deck, Yes, but I don't play my PlayStation enough to warrant me wanting to play it yeah, you know, in handheld form right now. I think if I was playing it more, maybe, but no. Uh, no, not at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's hard for me to really... I mean, I couldn't tell you anyone that I know that would probably be like, yeah, this is the perfect device for me. The only thing I can really think of is if, like, you know, you've only got one TV in your household and maybe you need like another like tv but then why don't you just get another tv <laughs> so this kind of says here uh, according to the ps5 thread it's mostly people that want to play while their better half watches tv next to them yeah yeah which i don't know i i, I understand that that kind of um, motive to be quite honest because mm. you know as as a dad and as a gamer it's very difficult to divvy up my time between you know servicing my relationship with my wife and also wanting to play video games and also looking after a child so if you can maybe kind of you know in on your date nights maybe uh kind of just do a bit of gaming on the couch beside your <laughs> wife instead of being you know in your games room maybe that might be the way you do it yeah, uh, and Erige uh, yeah. makes a good point. Cap, you don't have to pause anymore when you need to go poo. You can just, you know, yeah, take your, uh, take your uh, little handheld yeah, no, with I've you. I've been doing that go. with the Steam Deck for ages, so um, mm. I don't know. I think people Smart. are doing it wrong if yeah. they think they need a portal to do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Cap, in other news, mate, uh, Todd Howard seems to think Bethesda announced the Elder Scrolls Six far too early. So... Uh, this was originally announced uh, at E3 Cap in 2018. Yes. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you you definitely five years ago, right? Way too fucking early. I mean, yeah, we've seen did. nothing since that no. announcement trailer. No. All we know is that it's it's probably set in the uh, Redguard homeland, um, mm-hmm. which is one of the races mm-hmm. in the video game series. Uh, but can I tell you something that? slightly makes me worry about this kind of stuff, Cap. Is you say you're developing a game in 2018, right? And you you're developing something that's current gen then, and then you wait five years and then you're still developing it in 2023. And you release that said game 2026 and you look at the leap in games in that time games, frame. Games, technology, everything. Yep. Yeah. Does that worry you about about this Absolutely game? it does. And you know what I think has happened with Elder Scrolls is I think, you know, I saw another quote from Todd Howard recently and he said that uh, 
they it took them uh, something like five years or something to make Starfield fun. Yeah, right. You know? And I think if you think about that that quote and what that kind <laughs> of implies about what Starfield was, and then yeah. you think about Elder Scrolls and the video games in the RPG genre that have come out since the Elder Scrolls oh Six was God. announced. You know, you've had The That's Witcher so Three, true. you've had Baldur's Gate, you've had, you know, so many incredible RPGs. Elden you know, Ring. everything in Elden Ring, mm. um, The Legend of Zelda. Um, you know, like how how do you take a very well-loved RPG of the caliber of the Elder Scrolls. You know, El- Elder Scrolls Skyrim is one of the most beloved games of all time. How do you iterate on that when it, in a world where there has been so many incredible <laughs> RPGs since and yeah. not make it seem like shit in comparison? Yeah. Yeah, I you know agree. I mean? oh, but do we, we don't have any, we don't know anything about when this is coming either, do we? We don't know. No, no idea. Yeah. No, I reckon it's Man. still at least five oh, years away. Jesus. It's, I reckon it'll yeah, be a 10 year development nervous. cycle for sure. Mm. Yeah, if you want to play an Elder Scrolls game, you may as well just go and play Elder Scrolls online because I think you'll be playing more Elder Scrolls there uh, with fresh content than you will be for, um, you know, for Elder Scrolls 6. I mean, even mm-hmm. just considering the fact that they like to have these games be moddable and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty big undertaking. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I mean, Todd Howard even said, you know, a little while back that, um, yeah. you know, Elder Scrolls Six will be his last Elder Scrolls game. Which, you know, uh, absolutely. I mean, these games are becoming very well few and far between. So, yeah, there you go. Now, Grizz, yeah. Blizzard games are coming to a streaming service, but it's definitely not the one you're thinking of, my friend. Mm. Uh, Xbox Game Pass, surely. No, yeah. it's coming Xbox. to Ubisoft Plus. Right. Okay. No one uses it, do they? No one. Well, I don't fucking use it. I don't know many people that do use it. So yeah. Ubisoft has been given the cloud streaming rights to games such as Call of Duty and a number of other Activision Blizzard titles. Uh, now, any new titles launching in 15 years after the closing of the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard, um, well, those games will will fall on uh, Ubisoft Plus. Uh, now. It's kind of difficult to unravel exactly what this kind of means. I don't think it is exclusive streaming rights. I'm pretty Mm. sure uh, it just means that these games will also be available on Ubisoft Plus. Uh, And I think that might have been something that Microsoft did to kind of appease the CMA, which was the UK body of consumer rights protection, uh, who said that they thought that Microsoft was monopolizing the streaming of video games, essentially. And so I guess they just said, hey, Ubisoft, you, you want the rights to stream our games? Here you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, I think hmm. that vi- those games will still be available on Game Pass. Uh, we just don't know the specifics of that, but for now we know that they're definitely coming to Ubisoft Plus if you have Ubisoft Plus, which you probably don't because I didn't even nope. know it existed, to be honest. Right. Maybe so, uh, people will get it now, Cap. Maybe they'll buy it now. Well, they could do. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I would if I were you, but you could do it. Could. Uh, yeah, so you there you could. go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Cap, speaking about Elder Scrolls being announced too early and us not seeing the sequel uh for quite a while, uh, does it feel like the time in between sequels uh has extended over the years? Well, apparently there's been a study into this and it's correct. Little quote here. Used to be two years was a reasonable window for a sequel. Um, 
Now, it's more like three years is a bare minimum between sequels. And the article kind of goes into uh, life cycles of games, going back to, you know, Legend of Zelda and looking at the time frame in between sequels and then more recent games. And I guess there's some outliers of this. You know, they bring up Call of Duty, um, obviously rotating in every couple of years. But yeah, it looks like sequels cap. And I wonder what this comes down to. Do you think it is the modernization of, of game dev and what we expect as, as being a, a good game is different to what it was back in the day? Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think there's like just the technology of video games development has come quite a distance uh, and games, there's the scope of AAA video game releases. I mean, it probably should just note that this is specifically AAA titles, generally in, you know, a fully fledged AAA title, um, you know, your Assassin's Creed, your God of Wars, um, Halo, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I think, I think just the scope of these video games is so much more expanded. And I think often they fall into just kind of standard project management bureaucracy probably as well, which doesn't help. I mean, man, we just talked about fucking Elder Scrolls 6. I mean, that, you know, consider the release window between, you know, I mean, let's have a look at um, Elder Scrolls uh, uh, games release. So let's have a look at, for example, uh, here we go, Elder Scrolls Arena came out in 1994. Daggerfall 1996, Morrowind 2002, Elder Scrolls Oblivion came out, oh, where was that, 2007. So there's so we've gone from two years to, what was that one? Okay, that was quite a jump actually. That ended up being six and then mm-hmm. it was five and then Skyrim was 2011, so that was another four years. And now... Uh, in you know for number six i mean 2011 for the initial release date of skyrim dude yeah it's fucking 2023 man yeah that's insane they're taking their time god damn it but don't worry we've had uh, skyrim re-released on just about every console generation ever between (laughs) now and then so it's not like you can't play the scrolls game but yeah exactly right um uh, so yeah. Anyways, it's 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 yeah yeah. I, I I think there's a lot of things. I mean, what do you think, Grizzy? Sort of same vibes. Uh yeah. Look, I, I I same vibes, man. I think uh, game devs changed a bit now. Um, AAA studios. I think things just take taken a little bit longer, mate. Um, yep. I mean, looking at looking at the ones we can see there, like God of War is a prime example, right? They were banging those out on the early Playstations and whatnot there for a while. Um. And then you can kind of see between Ragnarok and uh, the 2018, the newer modernized versions of the game that had very, you know, voice acted and intricate storytelling and everything else. Obviously, development time is going to change between those games. So, yeah, agree. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, now, Grizz, Axio sources unveil that the time, uh, the team, sorry, behind the cancelled Ubisoft game Immortals 2, which was the follow-up to uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, they sought to fuse elements from Elden Ring and Nintendo's Legend of Zelda Wind Waker into a Polynesian action-adventure game, which... Dang. And honestly, oh. uh, from what I understand, Immortals Phoenix Rising... Uh, has been kind of touted as mm. an incredible take on the Breath of the Wild formula. 
mm. and they did a particularly good job, especially for a Ubisoft game, right? Um, and so the fact that they've decided to cancel Immortals 2, I mean, honestly, sounds, it's, it's a bit of a shame, I think, ultimately. I mean, it's a game that I never got a chance to really give a good crack. Um, but... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't shame, know. It just seems like a yeah. shame, especially like I don't think there's too many Polynesian no. kind of influence video games that I'm aware that of looked, anyway. Graphically, it looks fantastic. It looks really nice. So it is a bit of a shame. Bloody yeah, but, Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we probably won't see it, I don't think, just given what's going on with Ubisoft. But hey, they might make some mm. big fucking bucks of a. AKB game streaming off the Ubisoft Plus platform now. Very true, very true. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, Cap, No Man's Sky just continues to bring out content for seemingly free all the time. Well, uh, there was another large update coming called Echoes. Uh, it is the update 4.4. Meet a secret society of robotic aliens. Echoes. Uh, furthering the narrative, introducing the Interceptor, explore the mysteries of the autophag, uh, amongst some other stuff. But um, I just feel like they just keep expanding it, off this it's game. It's insane the amount of shit they've added to this game. I mean, they've got like these new capital ship things going on and mm. you, can, you can salvage multi-tools, which are those things that um, enable you to create like shit in the real world and, and uh, they're like a kind of ray gun thing that you can use to collect resources. Um, they've got a brand new kind of like quest line thing going on and they've also added a bunch of um, cool shit for PSVR 2, which is uh, the foveated rendering thing, which is it figures out where your eye is looking and then renders the space in that area where your uh, vision is in that moment and in your peripheral it lowers the resolution um, in that area, which honestly, like, I don't know, the idea of your headset checking where you're looking and rendering <laughs> in that direction and then in your yeah. peripheral reducing, mm -hmm. you know, literally just doing like load on, like, you know, you're like load on distance kind of stuff. Bonkers. Um, yeah, but yeah, even adding um, cool. some cool Starship stuff. And, you know, they've added, a, they're adding a trench run, Grizz, which is kind of like that um, Empire Strikes Back, like running through the fucking Death Star oh, yeah. thing. Like Love that it. looks yep. really cool, dude. So I don't mm -hmm. know. They're just, they're just, they're just doing it, man. I just, I can't believe how much extra effort they're putting into this game. And I don't know. Yeah, it makes huge. me wonder how much money they've made off it and how they're able to keep the devs working on it. But I mean, obviously they're, they're making enough. So yeah, crazy. maybe they just manage them really well. Cap, you know, they've just yeah. got a good good team and pumping it out. Love That's it. true. That's true, mate. All right, Grizz. Now the game awards, which we spoke about uh, a little bit earlier, uh, will be live streamed on the on December seventh from the Peacock Theater in Los Angeles. So yeah, mm -hmm. your boy, freaking Jeff Keighley. Hey. He's going to be there. Do a, I wonder if we're allowed to do like a live coverage of that or something. It'd be cool. Be it cool. does. Uh, the only unfortunate thing is it tends to be on work days for us. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. It tends to be during the day um, uh, yeah. just because of timing. So uh might not work entirely well. Look, if we get mm. enough Patreons and they want to sort of pay um, our annual salaries uh, with that level of investorship, maybe mm -hmm. we can do it, Grizz. Maybe we could. Now, Cap, I found this next story particularly interesting, mate. So PlayStation have acquired a high-end 
gaming audio brand by the name of Ordees, and uh, they are experts in engineering. Ordees, are you fucking or- joking me? Ordees, Ordees, baby. Nuts. That's fucking Ordees great. Nuts. Yep. Um, so they are experts in 3D audio technologies, but it's interesting because PlayStation have just announced its new Pulse Elite headset that uses these magnetic planner drives, uh, and this is one of the innovations that uh, apparently Audis have in their 3D audio headsets. So, yeah, I think watch this space. I feel like PlayStation do a pretty good job of like the audio through, the, uh, through your um, controller. PlayStation 5 controller with a good headset. Returnal blew my mind in the 3D audio. And I yeah. think, uh, yeah, it could really be a great grab for them um, when you're looking at the PlayStation headsets moving forward. Now they've got some of this expertise in there. It'd be cool. Yeah, it's really cool, man. I think it'll be interesting to see where they take. I mean, even thinking about like, uh, you know, building into a VR headset, a really good 3D audio headset because it just oh, doesn't yeah. exist, True. right? Like yeah. that makes sense to me. So mm. I don't know. I mean, obviously that's going to be a on-sell cost, I guess, because you'd have to then increase the price of the headset. But even having it a bit more compatible with the headset to make it fit kind of nicely, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, God, it, it, the I mean, for PlayStation, it makes a lot of sense to have have something like this. So um yeah very freaking cool now grizz four out of five australians are gamers according to uh uh nine news and yeah. uh, <laughs> uh it looks like uh yeah. according to a uh so it was a australia plays 2023 report by the Interact- interactive games and entertainment association at bond university uh, on average uh, australian gamers are playing 90 minutes each and every day across console pc and mobile gaming yeah. which is kind surprise, of nuts. Believe it. Yeah. Apparently, it's also up twenty one percent since twenty twenty one cap. And what do you reckon the reason for that might be? I honestly reckon COVID was like a bit of a big one for Aussie gamers, or maybe gamers in general worldwide. You know, you're stuck inside. What are you going to do, mate? Going to pick well, up absolutely a console. I think also games. like. I think just the, you know, just video games are becoming more accepted as a form of leisure. Like it used to be like only nerds play fucking video games, mate. Um, But I mean, games are becoming more kind of, you know. It's such an interesting topic, dude, because my mum said to me the other day, she was like, would you, because I was talking about podcasts and stuff and it's talking about going to uh, PixelCon and everything else. And she goes, would you classify yourself as a nerd? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And she goes, you know, that that was like a really kind of like a derogatory term or a insult you know back when you were a kid i just don't feel like it is now i feel like being a nerd is so socially acceptable and it's you know i don't know yeah no i totally agree dude i think um i think people just are more accepting of uh pop culture and uh you know just video game culture and uh, I don't know. I, I just, I think generally people are probably a little bit more accepting of people just kind of deviating from the standard norms of watching fucking sport and all that other bullshit. But yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Love it. So I've just started sneezing a lot in the last like <laughs> 10 minutes of this fucking podcast and it's becoming <laughs> really brutal. Fever, mate. I haven't heard yeah. one. You've done well to censor it, mate. Yeah, I've been freaking censoring big time. Um, but yeah, some pretty interesting stats in there, Grizz. Like, 
Uh, what, what was one here? Uh, oh, yeah, so seventy-five percent of Australians play video games with others. Ninety-one percent of parents play with their children wow. to connect as a family. I totally um, do, dude. I play Minecraft with my daughters all the time, and yeah, things, you well, know? there you go. <laughs> yeah, you're one of the 91 percent. Um, you know, forty-eight percent um of gamers are female. Uh, which is up from forty-six wow, percent. I reckon that would have risen a lot in the last ten years, dude. Dude, do you know what? I think this might be actually a really good indicator of why that number is creeping up over time. The average yeah. age of video game players in Australia is 35 years and three months. <laughs> that is our fucking age right there. That is there. me, mate. Yeah, that is <laughs> us. <Yeah. laughs> so I don't true. know. Maybe we're just kind of hitting a point where, um, you know, you know, in our generation, a lot of gamers were born and bred, and now over time we're seeing more and more kind of people just kind of tack on. I don't know. Maybe that's what's mm. going on. And like that older generation of people, you know, obviously have they're gone and, you know, there's less of that generation above us now. And so we're kind yeah. of just kind of coming up, you know, over time. So, so no, 94% of Australian households have a device for playing video games on. I guess, would they, I wonder if they count that as a mobile device or were they talking about like a console or a PC? Oh, I'm sure they would. I'm sure like a lot of these people probably play Candy Crush, you know, like that's probably <laughs> their gaming. Um, I'm sure yeah, it's not true. just like, I mean, they don't have that, uh, what do you call it, um, degree of breakdown, which is a shame. I'd love to see like what percentage is mobile, PC and console, but I mm. guess uh, they didn't deem, deem, deem that to be worthy of uh, data collection, which I think is a real shame. But yeah, anyways, there you go, Grizz. And uh, there you go, those listening at home and live on Twitch TV. Thank you for being here tonight. We bloody appreciate you. Uh, if you would like to join us next week on Monday, you can listen to myself and Sukai uh, chat about mm. video games, which is going to be very fun. Yeah, uh, We will be coming to you live from 7 p.m. AWST on twitch.tv slash Radio. If you're a podcast listener and you'd prefer to listen live for once, come and drop in, say good day. You can join legends such as Kambakazi Cracker, Big Ozman, Erridge, uh, and, yeah, just a bunch of other fucking ripper blokes. 12 Orcs as well, Sukai AU, you know, so Jacket Jim, you know, the, the, the freaking crew. Get in here and say good day. Uh, all of the other links can be found on OGR.show, uh, including our Patreon if you'd like to pay us some money. Uh, you can go and follow us on Twitter uh, and be a part of the poll that we post every week. Uh, and, uh, yeah, look, if you are listening from home uh, via podcast, we'd really appreciate a cheeky review. Um, that helps us a lot. Uh, but other than that, I think that pretty much covers everything. Thanks for being yeah. here. And um, we'll see you in a week. And, Chris, we'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. I'll miss you all. Have a great, uh, have a great couple of weeks without me, you bastards. Yeah, you bastards. All right. Take it easy. <laughs>